Glory, glory, Sacramento. Welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm your host, Nolan. As we get into the details of today, I just want to review uh, and something that was in the news this past week. In the news. In the news. Sacramento's new signing at left back, Juan Barahona, has recently been called up by his native nation of El Salvador for the Gold Cup this summer. So, it's great for... Juan Barahona and for the El Salvador national team, not so great for Sacramentans who were anticipating uh, this great strong reinforcement at left back because he will not play until after the U.S. Gold Cup or the sorry the Gold Cup competition. Yeah, so th- and it's funny that you say that because this is Todd Dunavant, the the general manager for Sacramento mm-hmm. Republic. This is his quote: "We look forward to watching Juan as he competes in this summer's Gold Cup. He continues to play in high level matches for his country." And that experience will be an extremely valuable addition to our group. Except he hasn't played and for Sacramento yet. He won't play until probably August. Okay, so El Salvador will face Haiti on June 2nd in D.C. before flying to Japan to face their next national team game on June 9th. Is that the Gold Cup? or are those, that, like those are friendlies? the two friendlies on the way up to the Gold yeah. Cup as a part of the Central America country's preparation for the tournament. So the Gold Cup goes from June 15th to July 7th. So, I mean, that's that's like the final. So, I mean, he'll he'll probably be gone for like the two weeks in June. Yeah. Well, they they might make it out of their group. Their their group consists of three nations, El Salvador, Jamaica, and then a country that's like probably a tiny, I don't even, I've never. I'm going to, I'm going to look it up. It's really Because I I remember thinking like, oh, okay, that, yeah, El Salvador has a chance. Yeah. Um, Gold Cup. So he might be there for another week or something. Um, yeah, and then I saw Sacramento posted it on their Instagram page, and someone commented, does that mean we're going to see him before the Gold Cup? And no. Sacramento, like the Instagram page, replied, uh, probably not. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, No. Yeah, that's kind of frustrating. Did you find uh, who's that other team that's in their group? Okay, so it's El Salvador, who are the the, the pot, like the, yeah. the, one, the first pot or whatever. Or, first actually, team. I'm not sure. It's just they're listed as Group 1, okay. which – all the other group ones are like big. So that leads me to believe that they're a favored to win. Okay. And then they're with Honduras who are also good. Jamaica who are also good. And then Caraco. That's what I heard. Who are probably trash. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if they're able to get out of their group, which it, is it, it looks favorable. It, it is top two. Huh. Cause it's four groups. Yeah. So it's favorable them to get out of their group let me let me look up the matches and see when they play jamaica have so so they play on bailey from um, leverkusen i believe leverkusen i'm not sure sorry this is totally unrelated to it well no i think that's a big like he's a good player yeah so jamaica plays honduras first which means that el salvador plays caraco so that's a win yeah and if you have one win going into your second and third games, you're probably pretty likely to get out of your group. Yeah. So if they only need one result against Honduras or Jamaica to get out of their group, yeah, which would mean that he's going to be there for longer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. That is a little bit of a bummer. What I did write down in my I mean, Not for him. We're, no, we're no, totally, for, yeah, totally we're happy for him. Yeah. Um. But it's a little bit of a bummer for us, I think. Yeah. but I, I Us being down, Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote down, Sac must have known this when they signed him. Like, 
they oh they gold cup is coming up this summer so it's they, not like they had to have expected it yeah, yeah this isn't like an injury sure. blow it's just something we never considered because we weren't thinking that far ahead but i'm sure i thought it was like oh he's the panamanian you know he gets called up by panama but that was maybe like a few years ago yeah so it was like okay yeah he gets called up but it's not like a consistent thing yeah but apparently it is yeah so good on him good on him yeah see you next year buddy <laughs> thanks for signing yeah have fun not Collecting playing with us does he get paid when he's over there I wonder how yeah you get paid works. by your national team but by your club as well uh I'm, i assume so hmm. interesting yeah good on him yeah good on him all right cool well scott let's get into it yeah this past week uh sacramento faced off against reno 1868 in sacramento in the second round of the u.s open cup came away with a 1-0 win and they're through to the third round in which they are through to the third round hopefully when they play fresno on may 29th in sacramento the field is not a swamp yeah because it was it was pouring yeah it was properly wet very wet yes not just like it's drizzling like northern california's be like oh my gosh it's raining it's pouring it's just like all was floating on places in the pitch like literally the left side of the field the ball (laughs) wouldn't move yeah it was bad. It was weird, and I was a little nervous about injuries, but yeah, it looks like everyone. Came nobody, away yeah, nobody was game. hurt, so I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, Sam Werner came up with the game-winning goal in the 84th minute. Yeah, super exciting. Assisted by Drew Skundrich, who we yep. kind of talked about has been struggling a little bit, but the past two games, if there's anything to take away from that, it's Drew Skundrich has come into form of some sort. Yeah, with an assist and a goal. Yep. Um, I mean, he's definitely had the opportunity. I mean, you need yeah. talent and opportunity makes a good player. So yeah, so we talked it. about his talent before, and and Sam Warner, and they've had the opportunities the past few games. Yeah, yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, one thing I did notice from that Reno U.S. Open Cup game, and it's something we discussed uh, earlier, but we weren't sure how Sacramento was going to approach this game. If they were going to rotate the squad, if they were going to take everyone out, put you know, just kind of like say whatever happens, happens. Uh, Sacramento made three changes um, to Reno's seven. Right. Um, Which is, to me, says a lot about both Reno and Sacramento. Like, Reno is a two-team. Like, they're not going to push very hard for the Open Cup because, for some reason, I think San Jose and Reno just don't value it. Sacramento is an independent team that wants to show all these major league soccer clubs that they're big enough and they're ready. Right. Mm -hmm. So they are going to value the open cup. So if you're looking at this, this, uh, this open cup game against Reno, I was like, Oh wow, look, we, we lost big on, on Saturday, but then we came back and we were able to get a victory. Look, it's a big turnaround. Ah, no, It, it was pouring. It was wet. It was rainy. Reno rotated a ton. Sacramento, basically only rotated the healthy players that they felt confident playing. Yeah. And they were able to nab a goal late on. Although there were several chances that Sacramento had to, uh, to get a goal. They weren't able to capitalize and and it took till the 84th minute for them to finally capitalize on a chance against basically a Reno reserve team. Yeah uh so but we're through to the third round we are through to the third round 
I'm not depressed. I'm not. I'm not happy. Yeah. I'm not sad. At that moment, I was. I mean, I, I was like, okay, cool. I feel, yeah, I feel like that night we were like, this is good. Yeah, this is good. Let's see how El Paso goes. Yeah. Uh, oh, before we get to that, yes. Uh, one rotate, one change that was made um, that seemed to be necessary yes. was between the sticks. Yes. In Rafa Diaz came in for Josh Cohen, which we thought Cohen was gonna at least get these next two games. Yeah. It's kind of what it sounded like we were saying, like, yeah, he he's earned the next couple games. It. Yeah. But apparently not. I, I, I guess Simon Elliott had had enough after that last keeper error against Reno on the weekend yeah, and said, Hey man, you're, Sorry. you're making too many mistakes that are caught literally leading to goals. Yeah. Not like, Oh, you, your passing isn't good enough yeah. or it's like, we, we have this other guy that's really good behind you. That's anytime you, you see a change to a starting 11, you hope it's because the player that's coming on is in such good form yeah. that there you have to play them. It's not because of the player coming off yeah. is playing poorly. I don't like the term. To, I don't like to describe Josh Cohen as different. It's just bad form. Yeah, he's just not in great in in great form. Yeah. So um, hopefully that turns around because when he is in form, he's one of the best. So you definitely. Um, yeah, and I was I was I wasn't as surprised to see that rotation in the Reno game just because it is a cup game. Generally, reserve keepers get a start. In a cup game, hundred percent. That was my exact same thought. Yeah. I don't even think we talked. About, uh, I think we, I think I we mentioned it. It wasn't really like significant. Yeah, it was like, oh hey, Rafa Diaz is starting. Yeah, and then we were we kind of like raised an eyebrow and we were like, man, eh, probably yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, but then El Paso that Saturday, Rafa Diaz again was in the starting lineup. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I guess. And uh, did not did not show too well. No, it wasn't like he, he uh, uh, zero saves. Zero says he uh, on all the okay so I don't know if he could have done better in the I mean of course he could have I mean okay so this we'll get into it so Sacramento lost three to one on the road to El Paso mm-hmm. and I I think with all three goals he could have done better yeah. but at the same time they were such hard saves yeah. because of how close they close. were like. So the, the one was a, a corner kick that the the, def, the the yeah the defender I, I can't even I, I I couldn't even tell you who who it was trying to mark um, the El Paso um, center back that got a foot to the ball and then Jerome Keys defender tapped it in mm-hmm. but I kind of like ran into it and accidentally yeah it almost yeah but that was almost on the line yeah so I don't really think that's Rafa Diaz's fault. Yeah. Jerome Kisavetter's second goal was a, a cross played in, and then Kisavetter just open foot. One touch. Yeah, one touched it in. Yeah. And if you watch the replay to that, Rafa Diaz was pulling. He was, you know, when keepers go out, they kind of put their arms yeah. out. Like he, he's he's coming out to, to tar, try to block the shot. Yeah. And then the ball went between his body and his arm, and he was trying yeah. to pull his arm in and just didn't get it in fast enough. No. So you could say, okay, well, if he reacts quicker or if his feet are set quicker whatever yeah maybe he's able to to save that and then the first goal i don't, I don't i'm not sure if it was his fault either um, it was pretty yeah it was just a good goal i think um oh yeah yeah yeah. it was a, a, a block minute. shot yeah from just inside the 18 and just scooped it into the left yeah 
lower left hand corner. So yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Like it's it was just that's, a good goal. Yeah. Like somebody puts it bottom corner, you just kind of tip your hat and say, "Well, through hey. like through a wall of people." Yeah, just mad. he saw it late. Couldn't yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but I don't think he did anything to wow me either. To go okay, he he let in those three goals, but look at these other three saves. Right, right, right. Yeah. Or look how he played out of the back. Or like how he organized, communicated verbally. There wasn't anything to make me go, okay, yeah, yeah maybe this is looking up. It just kind of went, oh, <laughs> uh-oh. uh-oh, this is not going to go well. Yeah. 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 That's pretty good uh, goalkeeper analysis. Oh, thank for, you. Like, yeah, you don't really hear uh, that sensitive and nuanced uh, criticism given well, to goalkeepers. Mostly she's like, hey, could I don't better. Yeah, and that's about it. Well, honestly, I just feel like goalkeepers are kind of overlooked. Like they're yeah. a pretty important position on the field. They're the only player that can do what they do. Yeah. I mean, think about it. All other ten players at any point could all switch and rotate, and they could all, if they're talented enough, perform the same tasks. Except yeah. for the goalie. Like goalie's literally the only guy that can play goalie. Right. And I just feel like because they don't get the the glory of scoring yeah that unless they're the type of goalie that just makes acrobatic save after acrobatic save yeah then they don't really get many headlines which if you're making those type of saves consistently that probably means that you weren't in the right spot to begin with like good goalies should make saving easy because they're always in the right spot positionally yeah yeah they're always there before set and ready so that instead of having to run and dive, they can just take a step and lunge or just put their hands up and the this shot is saved. Yeah. So I, I really don't think goalies get enough quality analysis. Yeah. But uh, a goalie that uh, didn't have to do much saving was uh, the El Paso goalie. Yeah. <laughs> Except he did let one goal in. Uh, Drew Skundrick, uh scored. Nolan, do you want to talk about this goal for a minute? Uh. Do you, do you remember it off the top of your head? I just watched the highlight, and I'm, it was so forgettable, I forgot. <laughs> That's exactly why I asked you, because I honestly could not tell you. Oh, I do remember now. Thank you, thank you. I, I just it was a tap-in, right? Like, I kind of at the... In. Yeah. So, uh, it was a... From a deep-lying... Sorry, I lean back from the microphone. <laughs> a... One of the midfielders that was part of the midfield pivot in the 4-3-2... 4-2-3-1. Yep. Yeah. Uh, couldn't tell you who the midfielder was, lofted a long ball into the 18. Cameron Owasa got ahead on it, put it right in front of the goal, and Skundrick ran into it and tapped it in. Yeah. Um, so, I've, yeah. Owasa uh, started, so and he is, he assisted that goal. So that was that was. And I think he, he literally, honestly, at times looked like the only bright spot for Sacramento. I, yeah. I just think he plays at another level. Like yeah. you can just tell like the way I- I'm going to make a comparison and it, it's just, just to show like what I'm thinking of him, yeah. the way Lino Messi, like just processes things two or three steps ahead. Yeah. It doesn't matter who he's playing. It just feels like he, he's setting you up to do exactly what he wants to do. Even if you think you've got him covered. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt Awasa was playing in this game. Like it didn't really matter what was going on, he was just able to get the ball exactly where he wanted it. Like I remember there was one kind of cleared uh ball into the box and he like kind of he, he was facing the goal 
and the ball went over his head behind him and he just like turned and just stuck his foot out to loop the ball back into the box toward Bonomo. Yeah. And I just like put my hand on my head and I was like, how, how, how did you know you could do that? And he like lunged for it. I just kicked Nolan. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I was just like, he, this guy's on a, like there, uh, he's on another level. There's no possible way in my head. He could be back next year, which is scary to think about because <laughs> we see what Sacramento looks like when we don't have Cameron Awasa. Yeah. So yeah, Awasa was back. He assisted the goal. Hopefully he stays healthy. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, my fear is that, and I, we've said this before, that he gets played too quickly for too too many minutes yeah. and re-injures his ankle. Yeah. I, because uh, I feel like it's hard to speculate because we just we just don't know like yeah what what's going on behind the scenes with the physios and whether they're like, yeah well and taking it, an ultra cautious approach because like we need you for the end of the season so like oh you're sore rest for three games or if it's like we're so dependent on on Awasa that they rush him back in because it's like it's now or never like either we start winning games or our season's a loss and yeah it doesn't matter well in in limited minutes or n- no minutes yeah. the past six games in the league sacramento's one four and one one win four losses one draw so they might not make it to the end of the season right. without Cameron Owasa, which is something I thought we had solved. Like, I thought we were past this. Yeah. And it's funny because I remember when I had season tickets with our friend Zach, who will be on the show eventually. <laughs> um, and this was after the 2016 season. So we're going into the 2017 season. Yeah. And I and I looked at him and I was like, I, I bet you that Emmer Clemente is going to get hurt. The, the, he was playing fullback at the time. And I was like, I, I, I bet he's going to get hurt this year. And he was like, what? Why? Why would you say that about my favorite player and like <laughs> the, the player that is a, a huge part of our team? And I was like, well, he played every minute last year. Yeah. Like He literally, I, I think he was subbed off maybe twice mm-hmm. and then played in all the cup games as well. I was like, he, he just played too many minutes. Like, his body has to at some point give and out. Played for the national team, and was playing for the Montenegro national team. So he's flying all the way to Eastern Europe yeah. to play against like Albanian second team or whatever. So like, I I just I just felt it coming, and I, I had that feeling about Cameron Owasa too. But I was like, maybe if I don't say it, then I it won't, won't jinx happen. it. Yeah, it won't happen. And sure enough, it happened. So I, I I'm almost wondering if, um. Sacramento needs to plan a little bit better their training or how they rotate players because it seems like if you just play these guys game in game out you're just increasing the odds that they'll have a a big injury yeah so it's hard yeah but I kind of want to touch on our, our record the past past few games going one four and one Nolan, you have on our show notes here uh, that um, Sacramento just collapses again after going level, and I think that has kind of that shows why the we have the record that we have the past six games. But could you kind of talk about what you mean by Sacramento just collapses after going level again? Yeah, I just, yeah. So I wrote down. I wrote that down. We so let me think. So Las Vegas. Were we up two one? 
We were up 2-1, huh? In Vegas? Yeah. Yeah, we were. We were up 2-1, ended up losing 4-2. Uh, the first game in Reno, we were up 1-0. And no, we were, sorry, in Vegas, we were up 1-0. 1-0. Sorry. And then we lost 4-2. 4-2. And did we equalize? So did we ever get even after? So In Vegas? Yeah, 1-0 and then 1-1 and then. It was 1-0 oh, and then 4-1 and then 2. Yeah, 4-2. Yeah. Um, so, and it, so yeah, up 1-0, fall apart. Game against Reno uh, in the league. Up one zero. Up one zero. Fall apart. Lose four one again. Three one. Four one. Four one. Sorry, we lost four two against Las Vegas. Um, game against El Paso. Uh, equalized in the thirty fifth minute. Things start going our way. End up losing three one. Yeah. It. It. Just. <laughs> and here's the thing: is like consistently is very frustrating. Sacramento in all three of those games. Yes, they got scored on a lot, but it didn't ever feel like they were playing poorly in in terms of like, okay, the Reno game, there was like three goals in 10 minutes and it's just like, what in the world happened? But for the rest of the game, they played pretty well. And then the, sorry, that was the Vegas game. And then the the Reno game, you go up and they they equalize like 10 minutes after going up, 15 minutes after going up. But Sacramento was still playing decently well. And then Josh Cohen has a keeper error. And then Reno's able to get two goals on the counter. And you just go, hey, that's the way the game flowed. That kind of maybe it is how Reno wants to play. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, maybe 4-1 is a little bit deceiving in that sense. But then the El Paso game, it was like El Paso scores in the 10th minute. Sacramento comes back and equalizes. And you're like, yes, okay, good. And they were still playing pretty well. There was only one span of maybe eight or ten minutes where I was like, wow, Reno's really controlling this game with their possession. But even when Reno or uh, El Paso, I keep confusing the teams, El Paso is really controlling the game with their possession. And then even when El Paso didn't have the ball, though, it still felt like they were controlling the game. So, like, yeah, Sacramento is playing well, but they're not controlling games. We're used to seeing Sacramento with the ball and without the ball control the game just 100%. And I think that has flipped. I think teams are now controlling the game against Sacramento with or without the ball. Yeah, it's... Which yeah. is something that we're going to talk about a little bit more in our next episode. Yeah. The state of the league. Uh, yeah. Something you mentioned real fast before we get into it. Something yeah, go for Something you mentioned the last show as we were previewing El Paso um, was that El Paso has a dangerous attacking player in Jerome Kiesfeder. Yeah. Um, and he scored two goals against Sacramento. The second and third goal were both um, his. Both one-touch, like... There were strikers One finishes. Tap, like he yeah, was in yeah. the right place and finished. Yeah, it was really really uh, cool to watch. So I did a little googling on him, um, and it's just interesting to see the uh, kind of players that we have playing in the USL. He's from uh, he played in the Bundesliga, like the top division of German of the German soccer system for Stuttgart. He had one start against. He had one appearance for them playing against Eartha Berlin, which are, who are now in the 
the second division in Bundesliga 2. Um, and then he played for a year with Fortuna Dusseldorf as while they were in Bundesliga 2 in the second division. Who are Dusseldorf are now in the, in the top I'm like doing well. Doing really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's, he's had that experience. He spent four years in Germany. Um, he was born in Germany in, to an American dad, so he's American and German citizenship. And he's uh, played for the U.S. U-20s. Um, had a couple appearances for them. He's 26 years old now. First season in the USL playing for El Paso, and he has six goals in six games. So hmm. he's uh, wow. He's doing well, and it's that's cool to see. Yeah, that is cool to see, yeah. and it, and I think it's cool. We, we talked about this a little bit last episode, but again, just like how that raises the level of, yeah. of striker, like or the level of play. Like if this is the USL a few years ago, I don't think there's a a forward on just like random El Paso yeah. that finishes those couple of goals. Yeah. Like Jerome Kiesevetter. Like that like somebody to finish those goals would be like, oh my gosh, that guy's amazing. Like he's yeah. top level of the league. And Jerome Kiesevetter might be that, but it doesn't feel like El Paso is really that that team or that or that club that attracts those type of players. At least not off the top like that's not what I envisioned when I think El Paso. Right. It's like, oh, top players want to go there, you know? Yeah. Um, that could just be, like, my bias, though. My bias. Against the Texans. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, so you were, you were mentioning uh, future projects that we have in mind. For- yeah, okay, so, again, th- so, first of all, this is a little bit shorter. This is probably our shortest episode. Oh, yeah. Because we're, we're wrapping it up here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because it's been a crazy week. Nolan's a little sick. It's 11 days till my wedding. I was working on a remodel in my house. He tore apart a room and put it back together in three days. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, (laughs) And so those are long days. Um, So we really haven't had a ton of time to do in-depth research. Like you can tell, I mean, honestly, the Reno Open Cup game was just like a tsunami. So it was like, like, there's not a lot you can gain from analyzing that game. And then the El Paso game was just like so, almost like gut wrenchingly yeah, bad yeah. in terms of Sacramento just didn't ever, even though they didn't play bad, it didn't really ever feel like they had a chance to come back. Yeah. At least when we, that's what I felt like when we were watching it. Yeah, it just wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, so we don't. We we almost think it's better to do. I just hit my mic again. It's better to do a kind of a state of the club, a state of the republic episode next week and kind of try to get a bird's eye view of this season and say, okay, how, how did we get here? What are the problems? What is going on? What needs to be fixed so that we can get back to being a dominating club in the league? Yeah. We thought that was more important than just revealing another loss mm-hmm. and another loss and another loss. So that's what's coming next week. Even though our, our uh, lives are a little bit busy, Zach is going to, maybe be here uh for that um and then the following week we're hoping to have um our interview with zach done and be able to uh, give that to you guys and there are a couple other things that we'll probably do for that um maybe a preview of san antonio maybe uh a player or a coach feature stuff like that that we want to be able to do but we, we have to plan it out a little bit. Yeah. So that will be coming. Um, and then there's, like we've said, there's a couple weeks where, where we are gone. So we are hoping 
to uh, have those things recorded and be out to you guys. But in the case that we don't, don't fret if there's a, a week <laughs> where where we uh, uh, take off because we have vacations and, and things like that. So we're, we're not just going to be one of those podcasts that pops up, has like 10 awesome episodes, and then just like goes away. Um, so we are committed to getting quality shows out there for you. We're, we're uh, trying to inform you guys of that. And because we're informing you of that, we, we would also want to know maybe segments that you guys would want to hear, which is why we have set up uh, an Instagram. It's 916Republic. It's 916Republic. And Twitter is? 916Republic. At 916Republic on Twitter. Yes. Um, we have a Gmail? post. Oh, we, have, we, do have, we do have a Gmail. Yeah. It's 916Republic. Is 916Republic. At gmail.com. Gmail.com. Yeah. So um, follow us on that. Uh, leave comments on... Um, our posts, we should be starting to post a little bit more frequently here. Yes. Um, like when, when episodes are up, uh, what things maybe are coming, um, stuff like that. So uh, drop us a line. Uh, us a line. Let us know things that you guys want to be talking about, um, things you want us to be talking about. Um, and we just want to connect with you guys. Like, yeah. like, like just genuinely, like give us some constructive. Tell us we're trash. Yeah, I mean, if you just like, oh, these guys suck, and like, like, I don't know, like, if it's not constructive, then it's kind of not helpful. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, we know we suck. Tell us how we can do better. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, just be communicating with. We wanna, we wanna talk to you guys. If you guys are ever like around Vacaville, Nolan and I live in Vacaville. Like, yeah. Like we'd be down to hang out and. Or no, contact us via social media or email. Yeah. <laughs> no one was you rather say text us <laughs> yeah yeah like, we're not giving out our numbers <laughs> um work. but we like for uh away games like we'll have our own we'll have our 916 watch republic parties. watch parties that'd be yeah sick. yeah that'd be so sick that would be pretty awesome yeah. um so yeah just be be in communication with us we'd love to talk to you guys yeah. um no do you have anything else uh yeah no um <laughs> yeah you know no. what? oh i this is my thought i thought of something really witty as you were saying that so okay. give us feedback and we'll try to incorporate it just like we are giving sacramento feedback and hope they never mind i'm sick <laughs> my mind's not working so okay well hopefully your mind love can... this game <laughs> hopefully your mind can work for about 30 more seconds yeah to preview oh, yeah. to preview our next show, the State of the Club. I'm trying not to say State of the Republic because I don't know. That just sounds too easy for yeah. me. State of the Club. State of the Club. Um, we're gonna give our one word that describes the st- where we think the State of the Club is, and then one sentence expounding on that. But that's it because we don't want to give away too much. How and, it- and Nolan and I literally just talked about this 25 seconds before I'm the show started. Up with my word right now. Yeah. So this is pretty much just like our our. Fe- Dang it, I keep hitting Watch my microphone, hands. dude. Jeez. <laughs> um, this is just I talk with my hands a lot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. this is literally just our feeling that we haven't really processed this. This is just kind of anything emotions. from before here brought into the show, what we've talked about, our one word and one sentence. If it's broken, we're sorry. How explicit can it? No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so okay. who do you do you want me to start or should you start? Uh I will start. Okay. In my one word for the state of the club right now is confused okay yeah i just we don't know who we are we're like a 12 year old boy in seventh grade who is just 
discovering himself as he's oh that hit deep dude and that brought up memories into the big new world of major leagues i mean high school and emotions and feelings and responsibilities and yeah wow that, i don't know if i could top that that's pretty good yeah how you you must have known me when i was in seventh grade yeah okay um sad sad to see <laughs> Scott, look at you depre- now were you depressed in seventh grade <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay so wow that was good i don't know okay my one word what was my word again confused that's right <laughs> confused <laughs> confused um my one word oh i have another word oh okay well maybe no save it you gotta say okay, it okay, okay. okay i think my one word would be it, it, it wouldn't be confused it, it would be somewhere more along the lines of um disappointed mm. like d- disappointed that signings haven't worked out and that certain tactics haven't worked out that the game day atmosphere hasn't been as electric. I think so far this season and the general feel around the club would just be disappointed. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a fun episode to talk about. Mm. <laughs> Confused, disappointed. Can I, little can, I add a word, can I add a word? All right, sure. Go more for positive. it. This, yeah. This has, this has like an upswing. To you know it. what? Let's both add a positive word. All right. Positive okay. word for me is puberty because <laughs> <laughs> it's painful. I love how you think that's a positive word. It, like This is why. Okay, this is my okay. one sentence explanation. <laughs> this word to describe the season is puberty because okay. it's painful as you're going through it. Uh-huh, true. But the product at the end is a beautiful, mature human being <laughs> or soccer club. Okay. So that's my word. Okay. So like yeah. growing pains, kind of. Puberty. Puberty. Yeah. Specifically puberty. Because it's one word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Unless you hyphenate growing pains and then I guess it works. Yeah, too. that's what I was yeah. thinking. Okay. okay. Um, that was another good one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's like you go just, to a, a better college than I went to. I'm just full of wisdom today. <laughs> my sickness. Yeah. Um, okay. My one positive word I think would be talented. Ah. I, I, I think this probably – this might be a little controversial for fans that have been watching the team for a long time. But I think this might be the most talented and deep hmm. squad that Sacramento has. That's not kind of, I, I don't, I mean, I haven't followed the team since 2014. Well, it, okay. So like if you were around for like the Rodrigo Lopez days, like he was pretty talented. Yeah. Like the things that he could do yeah. could just make people. Where's like, he now? I think he's still playing in Mexico. Okay. Second division, second or I think second division in Mexico. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I just think that there are a lot of options, but I think those options also lead to confusion. Hmm. But then those are also maybe some of them are younger options mm. puberty mm. um but yeah they're i think overall there's just a more talented team which cool. should encourage should be people. encouraging yeah. yeah okay cool well that's that that's that uh nolan it's 35 minute episode that's pretty good yeah 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 oh we're doing it oh that was a bad high five but that's okay. that's okay all right well we will talk to you guys next week mm. as always glory glory sacramento, sacramento.